Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome into Up in the Rafters, a podcast brought to you this basketball season by our friends over at Johnny T-Shirt. Co-hosting this, I'm Taylor Vipolis, and this year I'm joined by national champion, the most outstanding player of the Final Four, and a Carolina basketball legend, the ACC Network's Joel Berry. Joel, every time we get this podcast moved because of a, a one of these early early week games, we're coming off a big win. We're ready to talk. Inside Carolina's like, hey, we need you guys to go back a couple of days. <laughs> and then they lose this game. We're we're we can't talk about the the high of the Duke game. Instead, we're talking about this loss to Clemson. What's what was your overall takeaways watching the UNC Clemson game? Yeah, man, we should have kept this on Monday, man. Hope maybe maybe that would have been a little bit different. because uh, now I was so I was so I was so ready to talk about the Duke game. And bam, now we gotta talk about this Clemson game. Um, but let's go ahead and get into it. Um, you know, I just think with with the amount of energy that's exerted, uh, or that was exerted in that that Duke game, you know, there's um you know, some heavy legs, um, like that emotional, uh, you know, coming down from that high can be 
uh, can be hard sometimes and just getting back into the groove, trying to realize like, Hey, that's, that's just another game. Obviously that game meant, you know, meant a lot because of the rivalry, but we're still in the midst of the season and every single game matters. And, you know, it's, it's, it was like, it's two trap games. You got one game against Georgia tech leading up until the weekend, which, you know, Carolina should have won that game. And then on the back end, you got Clemson, who they're scraping for, you know, to, to make sure, to keep their NCAA hopes alive, and you're coming off of this big type, uh, this big game. Um, so you know that's 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 an excuse I'm gonna use. Um, you know, you got to be up, you got to be ready to show up each and every game. Um, and I thought it was a well fought game, but I just thought that Carolina clawed their way, or they dug themselves a hole. They tried to claw their way out. They got it back to a tie game. Um, and then obviously when you exert that much energy, it's hard to get over that hump and, and take the lead. They have plenty of opportunities, which, you know, from the optimistic point uh, view of it. But, um, you know, it's just one of those games, man, where they had to show up and be ready to play and uh, against a, a team that has a little bit more sense of urgency. Yeah, the, from from the national media, it feels like the the talking points are that the ACC isn't as strong as. You know, it, it's been in years past. This might be like a, a four-team uh, bid from for, for the NCAA tournament. But we, we've seen year after year, no matter how, how weak they say the ACC is, the ACC teams you put in the tournament, those are the teams advancing to the Elite Eight, to the Final Four, to the national championships. So it, it's, it's a conference that, that probably doesn't get the, the credit it deserves. And there's there's a lot of good teams on on a night in night out basis, and Clemson is one of those teams. They they were previous uh, a top twenty five team. Now they're you mentioned it. They're they're fighting for their NCAA tournament life. Carolina comes into this game kind of flat. Clemson starts off on on a fifteen to two run with with that sense of urgency. How, how much do you think that's something that we'll see from this North Carolina team going? forward in this season where they're they're playing these teams like Clemson they're playing these teams like Miami who are maybe 500 in conference play and and these teams are coming in thinking like hey for us to make the tournament we're going to start needing these statement wins and in the ACC it doesn't really get better than than a win against North Carolina right now yeah and that and you know that the whole ACC talk is just just crazy um the one thing that's I I just don't like is that you know, you have all of these analytics and these statistics, and um, we are allowing that to be the driver of how we evaluate teams in the ACC. And that it, it shouldn't be that way. Like, you know, a Wake Forest team is better than what their net was saying or what their statistics were saying. You know, they're, they're a better team. And the way that Carolina has to approach each and every game is the ACC from top to bottom is is really good and on on any given night we've seen that you can go down um and that that's how it has been all season long obviously they started out the conference play uh uh 9 and 0 but they those were hard fought games those games weren't easy and that that's just the depth of this league but you know it's it's human nature um we we still have to look at these guys and realize that 
um, you know, they're, they're, they're still human. They have to go out and play the games. And sometimes you get mentally and physically exhausted. Um, I just think that this is another learning lesson before you get to the tournament that on a weekend, like, you know, whether it be, um, you know, you're a Thursday, uh, I believe it's Thursday, Friday game or, uh, uh, no Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday or Thursday, Saturday game. However, it's laid out. You have to realize like after that game, you got to finish out the weekend. So I think that, you know, in a nutshell, this is something that they can learn from because you have to be prepared to be all, be ready to move on to the next game and be able to dissect the scouting report um, and be able to make that transition and get yourself mentally ready for that next game. This is what it was like. Saturday, you got a big, you know, physical, hard-fought battle, um, very intense. Now you get a couple of days off, and now you got to go back at it again against a high-quality team in the ACC. So I just think, you know, from a from a positive standpoint, this is this is a time for them to real uh, to 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 uh, learn from what they've done and, and take that mindset of we have to bring it every single game. I, I saw this ACC stat that I want to share with you. This is from Danny Neckel on Twitter. In the past ten years, the ACC has never finished as the best conference on Ken Palm or Bart Torvik. Yet during that time frame. The ACC has the most NCAA tournament wins, the most Final Fours, and the most NCAA titles. <laughs> I mean, it just—it's <laughs> crazy, man. Like, the, like the, the history speaks for itself, and I know the net doesn't—they—they—they uh, they, they don't take into account the the history, but the, the history should be taken into account because no matter what, we the ACC has produced. Like yeah. I, don't, I, I just think it's one of those things we're giving voices to people who shouldn't have a voice. We're giving voices to people who just sit behind the computer and they look at analytics and they look at the statistics and they're not watching the what goes into basketball. Like there's more than there's more to it than just numbers. But the thing is, our numbers for the ACC speaks for itself. I mean, it it, it is what it is, and the problem is when you have truth. You got to try to suppress, you know, you got to try yeah. to, you got to try to do everything that you can and talk about it in a bad way to kind of move it out of the room. And that's the problem is these people, they have to, they have to put up all of these just crazy stories just to make the ACC look bad. And what happens every you, you, year they show up. Yeah. I was going to say right now, Purdue is one of the best teams in the country, but come tournament time, if you're asking me, who do I have more confidence in? a Purdue team or a, a Miami team that gets dragged into the tournament by, by the skin of their teeth. I'll, I'll take coach L every time. Exactly. <laughs> look at, look at what, look what everybody was doing with, with, with Virginia and, and, and Tony Bennett. They were writing him off and look where he's in. They're, they're in second place. It's like, what, what my thing is, what are, what are people looking at? Like, that's why we have to get back to the basics of watching basketball. Yes, use the net as a tool. Use it to show like, you know, what what is the team doing? But there should be, you know, halfway through the year or even before the halfway point of uh conference play, there should be like almost like a reset to reevaluate teams so that no November and December aren't, you know, aren't the the uh you know, temperature gauge of what a team is like. 
because teams get better, especially in this environment with transfer portal. So I digress, but it's just crazy that people have to just continue to make up these crazy stories and the history speaks for itself. Yeah, not only is Carolina playing teams that are desperate and fighting for their postseason tournament lives, they're also North Carolina, and it, that that in it of itself comes with a, a, a huge target on your back. When you're this North Carolina team and you have the emotional win against Duke, how, how do you kind of put into context what it's like playing, knowing that no matter what game you guys go into, you're going to get the other team's best shot because of the name on the front of your jersey? And that that's that's how it is every single game to your point. And you have to be able to understand that there's no there's no going into each and every game thinking that, oh, this is a this is a cupcake game or, you know, they're going to lay down because we're North Carolina or they're going to lay down because they're uh, coming into Chapel Hill. Or if you want to go a step farther, uh, further, they're going to lay down because Clemson is one in 60 against Carolina in Chapel Hill. No, they're coming in. They're showing up ready to play. It doesn't matter who it is. And then when you go on the road, you better believe you best to believe that they're that the road teams fans are coming out and they want to see a W. So I just, you know, you got to be ready to play every single game. Um, this game, they came out slow. They put themselves in the hole. Clemson came out. They started knocking down some threes. And then what happened? They got the confidence. And they're, they're a, a really good team. They just struggled up to this point. But they're a really good team. And they came in with a sense of urgency. And that's what happens. You have to realize that people are coming in each and every game with their best trying to knock you off, no matter if you're 0-20 or if you're 20-1. and they're trying to come in and they're, 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 they see these games as a, a, a mini national championship. It was announced before the game that Seth Trimble was ruled out with a upper body injury. How much do you think not having Seth affected this team to where, where they do lose? Yeah, you know, you don't want to use that as an excuse because the ball game still has to be played and the next man is up. Um, but I just think the guys have gotten into such a great groove with, you know, in the coaching staff, being able to know what lineups they're putting out there. And then all of a sudden you throw a wrench in, you know, in your game plan. And now you have to kind of, you know, uh, rearrange some things. So I think it was I think it was a loss from a standpoint of you think about a, a guy like Joe Girard I, in the first game. He only had like five or six points um, against Carolina. You put a guy like Seth Trimble on him. Um, and just give him a different look, maybe he he doesn't have some of the points that he had. Um, and, you know, that's just – I know R.J. Davis did a great job on Joe Girard in the first game at Clemson. Um, but, you know, having self-tremble, being able to be that defensive-minded person, um, just being able to throw an athletic guy on him and being able to, to disrupt what he is doing. So, um, you know, obviously the game still has to be played. Um, and the next man has to step up, but not having self tremble in a way did hurt them from a defensive standpoint. And then offensively, you know, he he gave them a different look, a guy that can slash to the basket and be athletic. Um, but defensively is what I go to with self tremble being able to just be a disruptor. Yeah, I think the biggest thing not having Seth out there as one of your best perimeter defenders and one of your best defenders is that this yeah. North Carolina team 
is a team that has to win games with their defense and, and not having him and not having the defensive intensity he brings and, and the ability to score those points off turnovers where Clemson outscores Carolina off points off turnovers was something that was, was going to hurt this team no matter what the final score was. And I, I, when, when I say that Carolina is a team that has to win with their defense, one of the biggest reasons why I say that is because you, you watch this team at times and for as good as the pieces are individually offensively, they do go through stretches of games where their their offensive efficiency really takes a plummet. You you look mm-hmm. at how that game finishes when Carolina gets it to, I think, 70 to 70. They don't score a field goal until R.J. Davis throws up a, a three in when it, the game doesn't even matter. Where do you think this team's offensive struggles come from and, and why they why they go through some stretches where it, it looks like it's so hard for, for them to find consistent offense. Yeah, it's, 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 it's difficult because, uh, you know, RJ Davis has been playing um, amazing. And when you have a guy like that, where he's playing at the caliber that he's playing at, you want to be able to get him the ball. Um, and, you know, he had 22 shots last night and only, only made seven and, and five of them were three pointers. Um, and so you think about some of those shots being spread other places, but at the end of the day, you want him taking majority of the shots because of his shot making ability. And so that's just one of those, you know, those hard and challenging things as a, as a, as a coaching staff, uh, just, you know, you want him to be able to take those shots, but you also want other people to be involved as well. Um, and I just think, you know, that's part of it, but you know, it's hard to, it's hard to put that on RJ because he has been playing amazing. Um, but I think it's also the shooting struggles of, uh, of some other guys. Like I think Cormac Ryan has to, he, he's the difference maker. It's, it's hard when you have a starter who is out on the court for a majority of the minutes and they only make one field goal and they've taken 10. Um, and so I just think, you know, Everyone's waiting for him to make, you know, to make that turn to be able to knock down some shots. Cause I thought he had some great opportunities last night to be able to knock down some big time shots to um, help the, help the runs to keep going, to keep the momentum on their side. But you know, those shots you miss then Clemson, they were on fire and they were going down capitalizing. So um, I think they have to be able to get some, you know, some, some production from Cormac Ryan. Um, get him to shooting the ball well so that they can continue to space out the floor. Then that opens up everything else. But, you know, if you only have R.J. Davis hitting from the outside, um, you know, that makes it tough where now we just where defense is focused on him and they let other people score the ball. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Yeah, with, with with Cormac Ryan, he goes, uh, you mentioned it, one of 10 from the field, 0 of 6 from 3. And it feels like this has been something for the majority of the season where the Carolina fan is like, you know, we're winning games and Cormac Ryan's not even shooting shooting the ball well. Like, what? wait till he turns it around and, and see where this team can kind of go. But we're, we're, we're slowly running out of days for, for the rest oh, of the season. <laughs> What what have you seen, I guess, to have confidence that that he is going to be able to turn it around? Because you you look at his his shooting splits, he, he's shooting under 29 percent now from three. And it feels like it feels like he, he should be a lot better than that. But right now, it, it's hard to dispute the numbers and, and just the overall confidence level that the Carolina fan has when the ball leaves his hands. Yeah, you know, it's one of. It's like at the beginning of the season, he comes in with the rep that that he can that he can shoot the ball. Um, then, as the season progressed and those percentages started going down and down, I think his best game um, by far has was the Kentucky game um, when he was knocking down those threes. Um, but as the percentages just have gone down and down, now the the attention on from opposing teams start going to other guys that they don't want to score. And it's like, okay, maybe we we're getting to a point where we can, you know, we can sag off a little bit and, and, and make him shoot, but maybe and give more attention to Armando or RJ um, or even Harrison. Um, but it just makes it tough when you have Elliot and Cormac on the floor at the same time, the floor is shrunk is is just shrinking. And now those driving lanes aren't there. So we're 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 running out of time. Um and at this point, you know, you just gotta you gotta trust in your mechanics. I think right now, like last night he caught the ball one time and could have just went right up into a shot and he kind of hesitated a little bit like he wanted to pass it back out. And they kind of like short closed out on him, and then he ended up shooting it. But at that point, you're better off just driving to the basket because now you've, you're you're more focused on about missing the shot rather than making the shot and, and trusting your mechanics. Um, and, you know, what gives me optimism is that the shots aren't forced. Um, I think he's shooting the right shots within the offense. It'll be a difference if he was, you know, not shooting well but taking really tough – uh contested shots but 
a lot of the shots he had last night, I mean, you know, maybe a little a little small closeout, but you know, a little a little short VIP closeout, but I mean, you know, it wasn't anything like, you know, Giannis or anything closing out on you. And I thought those shots were uh were pretty wide open that he could have knocked down. I didn't mean to call you out like that, but it just fit the time. Yeah, I mean five foot nine closing out on you is not it's not that intimidating. <laughs> Quick break so I could remind everybody about our friends over at Johnny T-Shirt. If you're going to be in Chapel Hill, you can visit Johnny T-Shirt on Franklin Street. If not, you can go on johnnytshirt.com online. They are always running great sales. They have all the Carolina basketball apparel that the Carolina fan could possibly want. They've got the hats, the T-shirts, the jerseys, you name it. They've got it. It's great people, great customer service. And don't forget, Inside Carolina Premium subscribers – save 10% off their orders. Joel, I I thought one of the most worrying things about the Clemson loss outside of the the lack of urgency that Carolina comes out with and and not being able to to match Clemson, I thought one of the best parts about the Duke game was that Carolina took the fight to Duke. But the Clemson game, it it was reversed. And then in the the post game, it comes out where um, Armando Baycott is talking about the team and he said they had a bad practice Monday. They halted it halfway through. There was a bad shoot around Tuesday morning. And then some people showed up late for warmups Tuesday night. And he, he went on to say, we're a great team, but we're not talented enough to turn it on and off whenever we want to. And that feels like something that we heard last year and not having that, that urgency. Outside of just, just the basketball X's and O's, like where, where this team can struggle, how worrying is it to hear some of the things like that, like like people showing up late for before before a big game? Yeah, like there 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 are a lot of things that you can bypass um, when it comes down to you know just you know being young kids. You know the coaches understand that these guys are in college; they're still trying to learn how to be how to be professional. Um, but this is that's that's unacceptable. I, I, I just simply put, it's it's that crap is unacceptable to be at you know to be at a university like this and um you're you're late to you're you're late to shoot around because guys are guys are sleeping um you know that's just an excuse that shouldn't that shouldn't be the case um and as far as being leaders that that needs to be resolved that should have been resolved like right after the game. Um, you're going to have bad practices. That's, that's understandable. We've had, we, we had bad practices where sometimes, you know, you're just mentally exhausted and, and, you know, it's hard to get it going. That that's understandable, but showing up on the game day, not being ready to go. That's, that's unacceptable, especially for a big time game like Clemson. Um, and, you know that's that's something that needs to be resolved. Um, I, I I just can't you know I can't relate to that because I just don't know how. Just as a basketball player, regardless uh, of it being a big game, man, you got to be ready to show up each and every day um, and, and be ready to go. Like I've heard, I've heard we, I've heard and seen and been involved in bad shoot arounds, bad practices, but showing showing up late for for getting ready for the game like right before the game that's 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 unheard of and that's that's just unacceptable and that needs to be 
resolved right away because you don't want that to prolong and let that be every single game. Now this, you know, I hope it's an uh, anomaly and doesn't happen again, but that's just unacceptable. Yeah. I think unacceptable is the the best word to, to describe it because every team in the country is going to have their shortcomings. You know, Carolina is not alone in, in having weaknesses, whether it's something like, you know, Elliot Cadeau defensively, Cormac Ryan struggling shooting. But when, when your struggles are, your team is just showing up late. <laughs> that's, that's just, that's just lack of attention. Yeah, yeah. That's just lack of attention. Like there are some things that you can't control. Like I can't control some days. The ball isn't going in the basket. Like we, we can't control that. But just like defense, there are a lot of things you can control. And the one thing you can control is a t- attention to detail, getting up, being on time, showing up, being ready to go. That that uh, uh, it, that doesn't take a genius. And just being ready to go, that, do- that doesn't take any type of genius at all. That's just, that's just lack of attention and lack of effort and lack of discipline. And again, unacceptable. My my last question from the Clemson game, and then we'll close the book and, and move on from the Clemson game. If if Clemson played Carolina every game, would Ian Shefflin be an All American? Oh my gosh, man! That dude, that dude is a work horse. And you know the the great thing is, is it seems like you know coach the coaching staff for Clemson does a great job of like getting that dude, like praising him for doing that type of stuff. Because I, I, I promise you, it, he comes out of nowhere. It's like, he's invisible. And then he's on the ball. Like he, like he got some superpower or something, but yeah, man, that dude, I feel like that dude would be an all American if he play against Carolina every single game. Cause whenever he, whenever he's, whenever there's big games, he steps up and that what he did last night with the, with the, with the shoulder. Yeah. My dude was feeling it, but yeah, that dude, that dude, man, he's a workhorse. Yeah, I I need somebody to to double check this box score because it says he had three offensive rebounds. It it felt like he had felt like more. It it felt like not only did he get every offensive rebound, but every time Clemson needed an offensive rebound, he he was a big part for for why Clemson always felt like they had an answer to every North Carolina run. Him and PJ Hall that front court duo before we wrap up a big shout out to our friends at congruity congruity is a north carolina based national coverage local presence company with personal support straight from the tar hill state congruity is empowering small and mid-sized business owners with hr and payroll outsourcing enabling you to grow your business while they take care of your greatest assets your people and they are doing it with top of the line technology and services for every stage of your business's growth with a state-of-the-art online platform. Congruity, they are obsessed with customer service where they become part of your team. They do the heavy lifting, providing essential admin support with a single point of contact and support available on demand with services that are tailor-made for you, transforming your organization. Congruity has helped hundreds of businesses improve and enhance their day-to-day lives, level up your HR capabilities, save money, unlock game-changing growth. Visit congruityhr.com backslash Tar Heels to learn all about Congruity. Fill a quick form to be connected 
to their consultants, and they'll give Inside Carolina listeners or viewers a payroll and HR assessment for free. That's congruityhr.com backslash Tar Heels, congruityhr.com backslash Tar Heels. All right, back to the episode. But moving moving the attention to this Miami team that Carolina will play on Saturday, for the people who haven't watched this Miami team, how would you how would you preview this game? Because they're, they're a team that's that's struggling, and, and a lot of people just see them as, as this team that went to the Final Four, but it, it's not the same team coming off the Final Four, and it feels like they've, they've really missed Isaiah Wong and Jordan Miller. Well, if anyone hasn't uh, hasn't seen the the um, Damon Stoudemire press conference, um, go take a look at that because that uh, is an illustration of what happened to Miami in their last game. All right, everyone, uh, coach, if you would just start us off with a quick statement, and we'll go right to questions. Got that ass whooped. Questions. <laughs> Nothing really to say, man. Um, and so you got to think that this Miami team is going to come out and they're going to be ready. They're going to uh, I know they they they've struggled because they've dealt with injuries. Injuries is like a coach's kryptonite during during conference play because once you start having injuries, it really starts throwing things out of whack and. Um, they've had, they've had plenty of injuries, Wooga Poplar, um, Nigel Pack, uh, now Keyshawn George rolled his ankle. Um, and so it, you know, they're still a good team all in all. They're still a good team. They can score. They, they, they average close to 80 points. Um, and they're coming with, they're, they're, they're coming and fighting. Um, I think we're going to see we're, we are going to see a great matchup between Norchad O'Meara and Armando, which I am very, very excited about seeing. Um, but it'll be a great matchup matchup on the uh, on the outside as well. You got Nigel Pack and R.J. Davis going against one another. Um, this will be a, a fast paced game. This will be up and down. There will be a lot of points scored in the transition and both teams will have to do a good job of being able to get back and limit um each other in the half court but it'll be it'll be a very high uh high scoring game um very electric game and um overall i just think carolina has way more pieces than miami due to the uh lack of bodies that miami have you know has because of injuries yeah it feels like with this miami team cleveland hasn't been as good as they thought he would be replacing somebody like Jordan Miller and Norchad Ramir is yeah Norchad Ramir is, is a great big for this Miami team but they really don't have any depth behind him so if he gets in foul trouble and he has to go to the bench and we talk about how this North Carolina team goes through stretches where where they struggle to score the ball when Miami scores 38 points in Charlottesville <laughs> you, you kind of see that that their problems are are a lot worse on the offensive end and especially just, just an, an inability or an ability to not protect the ball, and and they turn the ball over without that that true type of point guard out there. Uh, but Carolina back in action this Saturday, 4 p.m. tip off in Coral Gables, Miami, right right down the road for me. This is this is best case scenario for me. Will you it's be like at a, the game? Yeah, it's it's like a a 10 minute, of 15 course. minute drive. 
But yeah. then the next week, I'm I hate to say that I'm already looking ahead, but you know, I'm not on the team, so I could kind of look ahead. We've got another Tuesday matchup. I don't know what they're gonna do with our podcast next week. We, we gotta keep to- it, we gotta <laughs> get it on Monday. <laughs> we have to fight for it, be like, hey. Every time there's a Tuesday game and we move our podcast, we lose. So like, we we got to fight for it. We got to fight for it. Maybe we maybe we <laughs> record it Monday and release it immediately. But we're gonna get that Tuesday ESPN game with, with Reese Davis, Jay Williams, and th- oh, that, not that, Jay Will again. I I don't want to say it's Jay Will, but it's a Tuesday ESPN game. The main ESPN Tuesday game has been Jay Will and Reese. You have any contacts at ESPN? We'll be like, hey, get Jay Will off these games. Yeah, I need Jay. I'm gonna take he's, Jay Will. He's, he's great. Just, yeah, I want. I want it on the record. He is great at calling games, but the vibes feel like they're off when when he is calling the games. Yeah, he he he's awesome calling the games, but I need him to take some of those vacation days he has. <laughs> maybe, maybe get you in his spot. Ask, ask ask him if he could trade some some studio coverage for, for right. calling that game. Yeah. <laughs> but Joel, man, appreciate the time as always. always and appreciate man. everybody watching and listening. Explore the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system in the new documentary, As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.